Welcome to Game Changers Innovation Podcast. I'm Mark Ranella, Senior Editor for the IXL Center. This podcast is brought to you by the Global Innovation Management Institute, the global standard certification board for innovation and innovation management. Many people listening to this podcast and curious about innovation may be asking themselves these kinds of questions. Do I have the right network? Do I want a career in innovation? If so, do I want to develop competencies to generate new business ideas and execute them successfully? Jim Institute's Innovation Certification Program can help you to find answers to these questions and help you to achieve your career goals. For more information, go to the Jim Institute website at www.jiminstitute.org. This is the second part of a two-part podcast with Dr. Nada. In our last podcast, Dr. Nada shared her insights about trends in integrative medicine. This week, we're focusing on her own business, Sage Tonic, specifically on her strategies for creating long-term economic sustainability of her enterprise. And we'll also learn about how she uses what she calls crosstalk to give her ideas and energy when she needs to innovate. But before we get to that, Dr. Nada is taking some time to answer a few questions sent in by listeners and also people that she's run into in her talks across the nation. So Dr. Nada, you hear about anxiety issues almost daily. How many people suffer from anxiety? Over 40 million Americans suffer with anxiety and stress conditions, and amongst teens, 25% of 13 to 18 year olds are estimated to suffer from an anxiety disorder at any given time. Of those with anxiety disorders, over 70% experience their first episode by 21 years of age. So early intervention is key in order to break the disease cycle early on. Another thing to keep in mind is the cost to society, which is huge. It costs the U.S. economy over $42 billion a year to treat this condition, and that number is growing. These numbers may be shocking, and they should be. It's our call to action. So, Dr. Nada, another question we've received about your work is uh, questions around headache, depression, and sleep disorders. One person wrote that he saw articles about these all the time. To give you some idea of the scope, there are over 8 million doctor visits per year for headache. Approximately 7% of the U.S. population suffers from depression. That's about 25 million people. Over 60 million Americans with sleep disorders. And these statistics can be diminished with preventive medicine, education, and self-help techniques. These illnesses often start small and can be insidious. The sooner the treatment, the greater the likelihood for cure and long-term health. These conditions pose an enormous financial toll on our economy and the healthcare system. With that in mind, prevention and treatment are essential. Great, thanks. So here's our third question. So Dr. Nada, I often hear that CAM, complementary and alternative medicine, or integrative medicine as it also is called, that these treatments are on the rise. Is that true? That's a simple and resounding yes. 
market and research data show the CAM, the complementary and alternative medicine space, has increased over 48% globally from 2013 to 2017. That market now exceeds $112 billion. In the U.S., this market has increased 91% from 2013 to 2017 and now exceeds $30 billion. In the U.S. alone, supplement sales exceed $7.5 billion and almost 40% of U.S. consumers engage in some form of holistic medical treatment. By the year 2025, the CAM industry is expected to generate a revenue of nearly $200 billion. That said, it is imperative that these treatments be well vetted and we separate those that work and hold promise from the snake oil. With conventional medicine costs on the rise and the current focus on body and mind wellness, this will continue to boost the complementary and alternative medicine industry. So I wanted to follow that up. I mean, those statistics are really interesting and I'm stunned by the short amount of time uh, in which there was such a huge jump. You said like 91% in the US in, in a matter of four years. Uh, what do you attribute this like recent big jump to? How, I mean, just, just the rate seems incredibly impressive. A number of people are realizing the importance for engaging in preventive health. And uh, to give you some examples, people are using yoga for depression. They're using various herbal treatments for sleep disorders. We have um, someone using our Sage Tonic product. It's a police sergeant in Colorado, and they're using it to help new recruits deal with stress conditions and teaching them mindfulness techniques as well. So it's a way of self-care. It's a way of building resiliency. It's a way of having some treatment or therapy in your hip pocket to use it when, where, and how you see fit and in the moment. Dr. Milosavljevic is such a great resource on complementary medicine, and we could spend hours asking her really good questions and getting great answers. I suggest you visit Sage Tonic website where Dr. Nada's got lots of blog posts, and other information concerning complementary medicine. So now we're going to pick up the second half of our podcast interview, focusing on Dr. Nada's business experience. Um, so the, the last bunch of things I, I want to talk about is your Sage Tonic business, because it's so interesting and uh, mm -hmm. novel. I want to, I want to focus on or focus our attention on its sustainability. And I mean to say, you know, its ability to stay alive through profit. You know, not to say that mm -hmm. you're, that's your only goal, but you can see a lot of well-meaning holistic uh, health trends or people, you know, not working out because they don't have a business model in mind, you know, and, you mm -hmm. know, and it's too bad because that takes away the possibility of sharing these insights with people. So, you know, you've mm -hmm. got new medicine, you've got technology, and maybe a different kind of business model. So I'm just wondering, how are you planning, you know, to keep your uh, your mission, Sage Tonic's mission, alive, you know, through being, you know, economically vibrant? Let's put it that way. It's difficult to have a a single approach because the landscape is so vast. So there are a number of things that we have in the pipeline to do. Certainly, mm -hmm. building out the mobile technology, you need to make things 
interesting, exciting, almost gamifying it for uh, the user to keep their interest so that they want to learn more about these different techniques, but also via a subscription basis right. so that it right. becomes a monthly healthcare protocol that arrives at your doorstep so that you automatically mm -hmm. get whatever updates are available in the app because as you achieve certain skill sets with some of the treatments, we want to keep upping the ante and unlocking new treatments so that you can advance your knowledge base and feel increasingly empowered to use these treatments. So everything is sent to you. So that's, that's one area. But another uh, as well is through corporate wellness programs because this type of treatment and product that we offer and is is not only something that can be easily used within an office setting, some of the treatments, but it's things that employees can take home and share with their families, which mm -hmm. is different than some of the other models where you have to go off to the gym and do certain things. But we plan to partner with wearable devices to really track your progress using some of these natural treatments. How can they alter blood pressure? How can they alter pulse when you're doing yoga, doing acupressure? And so there's a, a tremendous learning component to that as well. But there are two areas that's so interesting as this business has grown, some just fascinating applications that we never even realized, and, and two that are profoundly meaningful to me. Uh, one is I received a call from a police sergeant, and he told me, you know, we got a hold of your product, and I was surprised to hear that when I first get a call from a police officer I'm thinking you know what have I done or has my right. license expired <laughs> and but immediately he said no no please calm down I'm actually calling to thank you we have started using your product with our new recruits at the police academy because we realize that they are under such high stress but we need natural tools to help them and to help them on the go and and mark here's a very shocking and disturbing statistic that he shared with me and i then received the article 2017 marked the first year that first responders so first responders firemen policemen emts more died by their own hand and committed suicide than died in the line of duty, uh, which wow. is a very upsetting thing to hear, knowing you know, how they, they're there for us. They're help, they help us. They're on the first line, and it's just an unacceptable thing to hear. And he said, we realize we have to provide tools for these new recruits to learn how to manage severe stress or sleep difficulty. You know, they have loaded weapons. They're driving cars. You can't have them heavily medicated, for goodness sake. And worse yet, you don't want them self-medicating when they go home in dangerous ways. So they started to use the product. And so obviously, Sage Tonic is on board with them 100%. So we're planning to play a much more integrative role in helping to educate them, provide them with product, advance the technology so we can really tailor it to their needs. So that was one utterly surprising but wonderful way that we found we could help and really mm -hmm. personalize integrative treatments and continue that innovation, but in a very targeted way. And then another was with our essential oil wipes. We found that a pediatric oncology unit uh, here in Boston was using them for the patients because many of them can't sleep or they're stressed and they need things that are antibacterial because some are immune compromised. And so there's another way that integrative treatments can be woven in and used synergistically with cutting edge high-end medical therapies. So there really is a wonderful way that these integrative techniques can be put together with cutting edge medicine to amplify the effect. 
seems like what you have there is this novel way of delivering these positive health outcomes, and then people are running into them uh, and applying them in their in a novel situation that you didn't anticipate. And and that's what's so wonderful about it. You have to be fluid with this and realize that you know others are going to come up with inno innovative ways to use it and to help them on their journey to make it work for them. And to me, that is the true definition of personalized care is or personalized medicine. You are taking the current technologies but continually innovating them to make them increasingly specific to the needs of any given patient or patient population. And through that, we've really advanced the state of the art in terms of what we can offer, how they can be treated, and the, the success that they can meet with because it worked with their lifestyle. I think this being open and adaptable is so key. Um, I just had a conversation with somebody in the energy industry who talked about this same, he called it <laughs> this ability to pivot. You know, that you've, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you have an intention of a certain product and it's not working or it's not working to the way you'd like. So how do you find a new way to make it work? And I, that openness mm -hmm. is really important. And to me, some of the best innovation occurs there. When, when you have that unexpected input into your work, right? Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah, exactly. And that light bulb goes off and you've got to go down that path because it may lead to something that was entirely unimagined previously, but now that becomes the standard. <laughs> and then it takes you to the next level and the next level. And that is part of innovation, is that fluidity and that ability to internalize whatever that new idea, thought, or pathway is, and then take it to the next level and then build upon that and, and so on. Right, so you're, you're ready and it seems predisposed to have a lot of partnerships, right? You're, this uh, new mm -hmm. opportunity, somebody calls you and they say, oh, how can we work together, right? No, exactly. And in fact, I have um, one of those meetings this week. Um, there's so many different ways that technology can be applied in different industries. So it really opens itself up to a lot of crosstalk, which is very exciting, very stimulating, leads to a lot of new ideas, as we just mentioned, that you may not have even thought of. And so whether it be other technologies, um, uh, coupling with ours or wearable devices coupling with ours. You know, there's a host of different ways uh, it can be applied and it can be multi-layered to really advance the user experience and the application. Well, I, I just want to reveal my own beginner's mind here and want to ask <laughs> you, because I haven't heard the term, and maybe I should have, but I'll just be uh, mm -hmm. open about it, crosstalk mm -hmm. that you just used. Is this... Ah. Cross-disciplinary ah. talk, or uh, what do you mean by that? Yes, yes, cross-disciplinary. Um, again, as having been an attorney and now a physician and in the research world and now technology, for, for me, cross-talk is having that, or being facile with stepping into other disciplines. And even though you may have different terminology that you use, finding a way to translate that information to really amplify what we're able to do or offer or create. So, you know, in medicine, we talk about translational medicine, different disciplines dealing with each other rather than living in isolated silos because innovation does not occur that way, or at least some of the best innovation. So that ability to have that crosstalk, which is the term that I use, and communicate with um, not just different disciplines in medicine, but just different 
um, disciplines in, in business or in finance or in you know entirely different areas of health or herbology, whatever it may be, um, really opens the, the field for a tremendous amount of advancements because you're using all of these different technologies that may not even be readily available in your particular discipline, but now that you've coupled and engaged with this, with this other group, it's just the sky's the limit and the amount of innovation is you know, exponentially advanced. Right, it seems like there's this yin and yang between deep dives in your own discipline or what you might call your discipline and then these cross-fertilizations. Mm -hmm between disciplines to tackle big problems. Is, is that what you're seeing? Oh yeah, and, and that's often um, what needs to be done to solve some of the problems because if you hit a wall within your own discipline, it's kind of your, your light bulb that, all right, it's time for me to step beyond the boundaries of what I might know and start to reach out to others in different areas to see if somehow communicating together, we can come to this solution. You know, you may have half of the equation solved, but they can take you the other half to cross the finish line and solve a really important, complex problem. So the, the last thing I'm curious about then is, it seems to me in talking to you that you have a sort of natural curiosity uh, like you're, you're like, oh, I'm a lawyer, but oh, I want to learn about the science of behind the medicine. And then you learn about that. And you're like, oh, I discovered this and that. How would you describe yourself, your, your own disposition to innovate? Why is it, um, what, how, what's kept you searching for new ways to do things uh, through your career? Well, one, I love to advance the state of the art. I mean, having been an intellectual property lawyer, you love innovation, you love seeing new creation, um, you love seeing new ideas brought to the fore because it can better the lives of all of us. And as mm -hmm. I said, advance the state of the art and take us to the next level. But also, I'm astutely aware of many countries in the world where unfortunately innovation, patents, new technology, uh, creativity is not valued to the extent that it is here. And mm -hmm. I hold that in high regard because I do believe that is what makes life better for all of us, is when we're able to take these new ideas and we have a platform to take, bring them to the public and let people use them when, where, and how it may work with their lives. They, maybe they interpret it into something entirely different as we discussed. People may find new applications for it. But working together in that collective way to put these advancements there and let others also contribute and maybe turn it into something else really betters society. And that is a, a deep-seated belief for me. And I think that's part of what keeps me curious and excited to innovate, excited to try new ideas and trends to see if, you know, you, you may have uh, nine trials of something that fail, but you finally hit that one thing where it really can make a difference. It really is a, an advancement that can benefit so many. So mm. it, it's always worth the, the search. In talking to Dr. Nada, I'm reminded that innovation is this interesting balance between creativity and discipline. In talking to her, you can see that she loves new ideas, and they're not just ideas about medicine. She's open to learning from all sorts of disciplines. And variety is something that is inherently pleasing to people. Makes sense. The French have this phrase, vive la différence, uh, long live differences, uh, meaning that 
Human beings love variety. They love discovery. They love the unknown, uh, or at least discovering things that are new and pleasing. But just being a dilettante in everything, for people like Dr. Nada at least, would not be satisfying. While she loves variety, she also has big goals she'd like to accomplish. And to do that, you need to focus. And what's happened with her is that she has dedicated herself to helping people lead better lives. And so this is the constant, this is the discipline, this is the focus that she has used to shape all of her time and all parts of her career, from law to conventional medicine to CAM, and now into an entrepreneurial space with her company, Sage Tonic. So maybe we might change that French phrase a little bit from vive la différence to vive la équilibre, from loving difference to maybe loving equilibrium and balance even more in the pursuit of great goals. So until next time, this is Mark Ronella, Senior Editor at the IXL Center, wishing you well. Take care. Bye-bye.